We're live. Live and direct from Astoria, Queens. Live. <laughs> live from Astoria. We actually took a little Astoria Toria, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, it was a nice little, nice day. I mean, around the block. It was sunny at first, yeah. but then it got. I was like, it. If this day feels like impending winter, it just it got really gray, and like wet, and cold. Yeah, but but it was it was. It it's still nice. So like outside. Yeah. It still had the uh, the healing effect that one may have hoped for. Definitely. Which was really cool. It's and good. We saw a one in ten. We saw a Pokemon today. We saw Pokemon. We saw a Pokemon today. A black squirrel, which I didn't know existed. Yeah, me neither. It was my first time ever seeing such a creature. Black squirrel, I looked it up. It's a melanated version of the squirrel, which I found really funny. Um, but it's, it's their one in 10,000 squirrels is black. So... It was a blessing. Evolution is a crazy thing. I just got um, a biology um, 0101 book because I'm like interested in. Is this your new thing? Biology. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it ties into like art and design and so forth. But mm. I needed the like basis in bio. And they were just, it's so interesting how humans animals creatures like bacteria all of this stuff evolves and it really is just passing different ge genetics forward to like keep the species alive right. in every case and it's it's crazy to think that there's genes within us that we pass forward through time and whatnot mm -hmm. that we don't even like know about and realize i guess consciously definitely and the genes that exist within us are like pre-written like i've been reading i've been reading becoming supernatural again um and a lot of it is just how I don't, i'm not going to say this cor like exactly correct but it's like genes are a script that tell cells what to do essentially mm -hmm. um and like it's about like changing genome expression and how you can you can, what this guy says, you can pretty much change your gene expression through meditation. And, and that's essentially what manifestation is mm. um, to a degree. I did, that's like me trying to like summarize what I've learned so far. It is really dense, but it's very interesting because it ties in like scientific research with like the spiritual and the metaphysical. So, which, you know, a lot of people say that spirituality and science kind of are the same things, but like a different language. Like science is almost starting to prove things that, um, or explain things in like a physical sense that we experience in like a metaphysical sense. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like that convergence is when enlightenment is gonna happen on a bigger, on a grander scale. In in history, here, here I am already, <laughs> but in history, there's this like audiobook I was listening to a while, which was really out there. It's called The Power of Raw. But in it, they talk about the pyramids and how the pyramids were essentially um, 
like they channeled energy that essentially like it was like instant enlightenment if you were standing like at a certain point in the pyramid or something right. so it was channeling like i don't remember exactly but but then humans fucked it up because humans are greedy and like they, they fucked it up and now it doesn't work anymore well there, there definitely is something to be said about when you have no stimulus around like you do get in touch with some spiritual definitely like sense like now that we have so much going on i think it's hard to tap into that but i could definitely see like thousands of um years ago where people don't have anything to do and then you're standing next to like a pyramid that no one knows how it's built or well let me not say that but people it, it's just like a miracle yeah and you're like wow this is the craziest thing ever and you just go into like a spiritual awakening and realize but how. i mean it, it was more than that and like mm -hmm. it was like they it was it like the purpose the way that it was built was literally made so that like like it was channeling different different points like in the atmosphere and it was channeling like different energies so that like the, like it was built for enlightenment. like it wasn't just like oh you stand near it and like it's cool like it's literally like it was built for the pur for the purpose of like providing like ex like spiritual like knowledge and like a deeper understanding of like the universe but then humans you know they're greedy and they like used it or like just bastardized it essentially that's what this this like audiobook thing said which it's really interesting I think it was in the 1970s, I want to say, when this happened. But essentially, there's this woman from the Midwest, I want to say, didn't go to college, didn't go to anything. And essentially, she, she started channeling, like, um, the super consciousness of, of, this is so, this is so whack. But it's this super consciousness of, like, a species that used to live on, I want to say it was Jupiter, mm. essentially. And this is where this information was coming from. So it was, like, that called itself raw, the super consciousness. But it was just interesting, like this woman was like channeling this, like a, just a different consciousness that talked in a completely different way. And then there, have you heard of Abraham Hicks? Mm -hmm. It's that's, it's like, it's another iteration of that happening. It was a woman, she, I think she's still alive today, who like channels some kind of entity called Abraham and it like, like it has a suit, massive following Abraham and just says things. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just like, it's, that stuff is interesting. That's mm -hmm. some, I would love to do an episode on that kind of stuff, but just like channeling like an entity, um, otherworldly or like non-worldly entities, both of the, these women, like it was, it's an interesting thing. Have, uh, have you ever listened to a Sun Ra's music? Mm -mm. His is very, so he has, he, his, his, his music is very, um, I guess astral is like, uh, it's almost like astral jazz in a sense. And he like, I mean, obviously like his name is Sun Ra. And so kind of he, he was channeling like a lot of those, um, spirits in his wow. songs and stuff, but his, his whole ethos was like connecting to that spiritual and like um spatial astral mm. world and like putting that into his artwork and so, so cool yeah and his jazz is very much so like it I, when i first heard it i was like 
in my earlier like early 20s which i'm still in my <laughs> early 20s but i guess like i was probably 20 or so and so i didn't i think i was trying to understand it rather than just like feel, feel it, it. Yeah. and and it didn't necessarily make a lot of sense to me i was like it just sounds like a bunch of noise mm. excuse me but i think if i were to go back to it now I would be able to kind of grasp it in, in, in a different way. And he has a film, too, which is really? pretty cool. Yeah, he used to make, like, movies and all this. He was a really cool person. Wow. Uh, Sun Ra, you said? Yeah, Sun Ra. I'll definitely have to check him out. Interesting. How have um, you been since we last spoke? I've been fine. I'm just, ha like, men are getting on my nerves as of late. I told you this before the podcast, mm. but I'll share it here. My ex texted me a few days ago, <laughs> which we haven't been in contact for a bit, and said, hope you're doing well. I know your birthday is coming up. My birthday was a month ago. <laughs> and I, it's like, I know that this person wasn't taking a jab at me. Like he, gen he genuinely does not even know when my birthday is. So I, at this point, I can laugh at it, but also it's just, yeah, it's just, and it's like all gloomy out and like winter is coming and it just makes me want to stay inside all day and not do shit. So I'm trying to, because I do think winter is a time for like introspection and kind of being within yourself and being inside and that's fine, but trying to balance also like getting out leaving my apartment <laughs> and it's a it's crazy how like comforting in a weird way like winter and the colder months are a very comforting feeling to like be inside and do nothing even if it's not healthy for you yeah it's almost like it's it's like wallowing in sadness well it it, it kind of is like evolutionary too right like it's like mm. yeah stay inside where it's warm don't go outside where it's cold you can get frostbite you can catch a cold like mm. like it makes a lot of sense it's like hibernation like it makes sense in a lot of ways but it's like like you like i'm very grateful that you made us le go get outside <laughs> today because i really just needed that and i've heard the saying small spaces breed small thoughts and like just mm -hmm. being inside all day is like not good for your mental state definitely not yeah i try and get some sun every day or 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 not sun but just like, fresher yeah like as fresh as it can get around here even if i'm outside i've gone for walks in like rain in the past you're so whack i'll for be that. in my raincoat but sometimes i really just need to like give my brain space yeah. to just like breathe and think yeah. and i can only do that outside yeah. working um but yeah no it's, it's interesting uh, i've i've definitely feeling winter i think what i'm yeah. going through now is like understanding myself and what my body wants and so i recently read something about like so change is something that i've been trying to force upon myself for some time mm. and i recently read something about the like mo or like animals and plants and whatnot like they change just happens they don't right. like choose to change and they don't um are um or resist change they just go with the like mm. mo um momentum of change and i realized that 
I was trying to be so forceful about change, and that's probably why it wasn't working. Mm. And so now that I, I've realized that I'm doing this, I can. I, it's helping me just take a step back and realizing that change happens naturally, yeah. and like I can just flow in life. And when I feel like, when I feel like my brain is cloudy, I can understand that I have to go out and like right. walk somewhere for a bit and whatnot. But uh, it was so interesting because I was watching. A YouTube um a vi um a vi um a video, and it inspired me to unsubscribe from every channel I've ever subscribed to in my life. So I like literally unsubscribed from like why four hundred and fifty channels. Damn, that's a lot of subscriptions. It was like everything since I was like ten. Wow. Or like eleven. Um, for and well. It was it was one thing because it was like I realized how much clutter I had of mm. like just random content that was right. being made and put out for me to consume, and um, it was just such an enlightening experience because mm. I was like, man, I can see how I got addicted. Like right. I was following one channel and then I could see how. I went to find like, like the spider web. 50 other channels yeah. just like it, just so that I had more stuff um, to watch. And so it made me think about our like podcast here because I was like, man, I really don't want to just contribute to the like general <laughs> influx of things for people to consume mm. on the internet. Like I really want to do something that kind of I don't know, it inspires action or something right. like that, where someone listens to it and maybe like, word, I want to go do something after this. Yeah. Or like, I, I may not even listen to the in, entire thing, but like, I, I enjoyed a part, part of it and whatnot. Mm -hmm. and so, um, yeah, I'm just in like a very interesting space, but happy to be here, happy for life, thankful yeah. for yeah. it all, you know. That's good to hear. I mean, it's. I feel like I'm. I'm out of place. I'm like, I'm. My own issue is right now is like, just creation for the sake of creation, which I've talked about before. But like, not expecting some kind of outcome. So I feel like for me, like just doing this at all is a step in the right direction for me. Rather than my issue being like, I'd rather all or nothing. Like I, I'd almost rather not do it at all than try and not have it be perfect so for me just like making a podcast and saying whatever the fuck comes out of our <laughs> like my mouth like is a good is a step in the right direction obviously yeah i don't want to be um just like whatever shit people are putting out but yeah i just like i feel like who we are as people like is like it's gonna just speak through in our podcast anyways i like to think that we're pretty decent human beings and like like we've been talking about like i think it's gonna take shape more like what this podcast looks like as time goes on and we can it's right now it's kind of experimental and we're seeing what works for us and what doesn't and i think it'll start to take shape more and we'll kind of find a groove but like right now it's just like we're we're just trying out different stuff, and that's okay. Um, but I also really like the thing you were saying about change, because I was ha I had this exact thought the other day, and I was thinking of 
like the Grand Canyon, for example, or just some kind of canyon. And it's like, if you're just sitting, staring at a canyon or like a, the face of like a rock wall or something, like you don't see it change. Like even if you're sitting, staring at it for like years and years, like you don't see it change. Like it takes a long time for change to happen and it happens without you really noticing it. So yeah, not trying to force change, but just knowing that change change is inherent like mm -hmm. in living like it's just gonna happen as you as you go through life so like all you really can deal with is the day that we're living within and doing what you can in front of you um and i mean eventually change just just it just happens it's just that's how life goes seasons change there's seasons of your life there's seasons of relationships friendships romantic relationships family relationships like that's just how it is change yeah. and speaking of seasons <laughs> of life um for this episode the og idea was which was my idea and then i took a departure from it but essentially was to choose like go through seasons of our life and what albums or music or musicians um we kind of equate to or were important to us in different seasons of our lives. Um, I ended up going in a completely different direction, <laughs> which we'll come back to later, but M has delivered. Yeah, so, um, so I decided to, I guess, break up my taste into different um, periods of life coinciding with like my age and whatnot. And, I guess some background on my journey in music, and I guess I'll speak to this while we're speaking, but I didn't necessarily come from like a musical household. There wasn't like a lot of music in my house. So my early years were dictated by my parents and so forth. But once I got to a certain age, it was kind of, I had to go and search and find music. So yeah. I've always kind of felt like anything that I, I, I really had to like search to do, um, uh, develop my taste, and yeah. for a good portion of my life, I didn't. I didn't feel like I had the basics that like every. I feel one that. Had, I feel that. Um, so yeah, so I started off with like at a um, adolescence, and I don't know how old you are as in adolescence, but I put from like age zero to eleven. <laughs> Wait, uh, isn't it? Isn't adolescence when you're in puberty? Oh, is that what that is? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe not. Wait, let me look it up. <laughs> well, either way. Yeah, adolescence. Wait, adolescence is the period following the onset of puberty during which a young person develops from a child into an adult. Right. Well, so then childhood? this is not. Yeah. So childhood, I guess. Childhood like, is the yeah. best way to put it. Uh -huh. So, Elementary years. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Weird. So I broke down my stages of life from childhood. Then I went to um, um to um a middle school, which is sixth grade through eighth. Then, I think that's adolescence. Okay. High school, college, two and now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I picked two songs from from like each time. Um, wow. Period. That kind of. I'm excited. I guess like described how I felt at the time. So my first song is Good Life by K K Kanye West. 
Okay. And this was like my first favorite song ever. <laughs> like I remember. Aww. So so this is one of so my first like. I guess songs and music I like were most of my mom's stuff, and so she had like a little um, CD player and bin um, da downstairs and um, garage. Situation um, was like my favorite album in that section of things, uh -huh. and so Good Life was like the song that I liked the most, and I don't necessarily know why. I think after. Sorry, I want to play it real quick. Yeah, go ahead. So I can hear what it sounds like. After, um, it's a very... Oh, okay. It's like, oh, it's yeah. this one. It's a very uplifting song. Like, <laughs> oh, little mag. But, but, it, but I don't even think it was like uplifting to me at the time. I think I just... He was like, I want to be on TV, mama. Like, I'm going to put this down. <laughs> da, da, da. I just... I like the way it felt to me. Yeah. Um, it was just a, it was, it was one of those, and I guess it was an easy song for me to like learn the, the, um, all words to. And so I just gravitated towards, towards that song and like Kanye specifically, <laughs> like, um, I used to have my, 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 um, I had like the iPod Nano. It was like a little like rectangle square thing and uh -huh. mine had like a money covering on it <laughs> I'm dead. with like my name engraved on it and i used to just bump kanye od uh, um, so that was my first introduction into music and like um i guess finding an artist i like and like the cover is just so nice it has like the bear right. into space and whatnot it's like purple and colorful i don't know so um good life by kanye was definitely my like first song ever and then I would also say from that time, I have um, B by Common. Um, I don't know that one. Yeah, that, that song reminds me of like sitting in the backseat of my parents' car, like driving home from my grandma's house. Mm. And it's just, it has, it starts off and it's just bass at first. It's like boom, boom, boom. And it's just a very, like that song. If you had to describe me in a song, it would be this song. Because it's a very, like, dark and, um, um, it's, like, dark and moody. It just has, like, a lot of feeling to mm -hmm. it. But then it just goes into, like, him rapping. And it's, a, it's such an, like, um, uh, it's uplifting, too, but it's also just, like, it's a very aware song of the world around mm. him and like wanting to kind of um, uh, um, wanting to um, live up to certain like expectations and so forth, but also like knowing that change happens through like kids and so forth mm. and whatnot. And so understanding like how his um, expression of the world will kind of go through with his children too right. and whatnot so it's just a really cool song that kind of um i always enjoyed it just puts me in a specific mood it's mm. like a song that it, i don't think however old i am like i will always hear hear that song and be transported back <laughs> to like that place in time uh -huh. and still have that same feeling um and so b by common was like 
I think that may be my favorite song ever. Wow. But um, that's a big that's a big title. Yeah. Yeah. But not yeah. So 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 those two songs speak to like my childhood, and so that was kind of those songs were more so my mom's taste that I acquired. Okay. And then as I got from like ages twelve to like well well. Um, 12 and on is when I started to like find taste and um, I started to listen to explicit music because mm-hmm. I wasn't right. allowed to at first and right. then eventually I was like yeah but the music is so good like I gotta <laughs> listen to I wasn't it. allowed to use it. yeah, yeah. Um, so um, in middle school I have my first song is Righteous Minds by Joey um, a badass which is like all of my child, so 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 that was like, I remember someone had posted a tweet about him, and it was like, yo, this person is so good, and I was like, let me look that up, and like, I um, I found his stuff, and I was like, yo, this is the best music I've ever heard. It was like mm-hmm. soulful rap beats almost, and, yeah. and, and he has like a certain like. He, I had a phase with him. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. I listened to him for a hot second. Yeah, and, and his music is very like. I guess it's nostalgic of like, um, I guess it's like um, a 90s rap and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so it, there was just like a certain quality to it that was kind of old and raspy right. and whatnot. And it just, it feels, I guess, like vintage almost. Right. And I was very attracted to that song. And I remember like sitting on the couch and telling, um, 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 my mom, like, I know it has curses and whatnot, but, like, this is amazing. Like, you have to hear this music. Uh. And I, like, played it for her. And then I also, I was in computer lab in, like, seventh grade or something like that. And I played it for a girl I liked, too. And I was like, uh-huh. Yo, you have to listen oh to this. God. I don't even think she, she, like, enjoyed it much, but... It was one of those, like, I just enjoyed it so much that I had to uh, share it with everyone I knew. Um, and and it just has, like, a, um, I don't know, the, the, like, lyrics are very much so about trying to say, like, straight and narrow when everyone is, like, um, against you and whatnot. And so that was a very, like, uplifting message for me, although I didn't know the lyrics for a while i would like hear them and i didn't know like what he has said and whatnot for for um a minute but eventually i got it Mm -hmm. and so that's one of my favorite songs and one of my favorite like albums too i think uh what album is it it's a 19 um okay by joey badass that was a really good one for me Next, I started, this is like, not an outlier, but it's Trash Wang by Tyler the um, Creator. What's it called? Uh, Trash Wang. I don't know that one. It's a very, like, a Cherry Bomb? I think it's Wolf. Okay. It's a very erratic song. It's like a... It's almost like a a, a, a a posse rap song, so it's like the whole like okay. odd future. Okay. I was a big like 
I like I had the socks and everything. Oh, I had the oh you had the donut pocket. socks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the donut yeah. socks. I was big like what what is it like? Um O F W G K T A D D G A F. Like I was I was all of that. You know? And uh, Of course you were. But it but it wasn't even like at the time it wasn't It wasn't even, obnoxious yet. No, I'm not. His music was like a like. But you know, like the like the the Tyler scenes nowadays, I feel like are different from like the OGs. Right, because his songs then were so like erratic. Like, yeah. That um uh, that um uh, that song starts and it's like like just straight energy mm. from the like rip. It's like sawed off, I eat those. These clothes they free those straight mm. from the back of this, and it's like the most like in your face like mm. rap you could possibly have right. but then i guess what I've, I've realized is that tyler has this like quality of imbuing like i guess his thing is chords and so inside of all the like obnoxious rap and lyrics there right. there are just like pianos and keys and mm. like twinkling sounds <laughs> in the background and it's this like cool mix of like organized chaos okay. throughout all of it um and it's just a fun song it was like it, it's like a it's just an energy song mm. for me and i i remember i was leaving school and like i was just playing that song in like sixth grade in my head uh-huh. and like the entire world is just quiet and i have this like raucous like me <laughs> kind so of so what what year was this like how old were you with this song so i was probably like 11 or 12 no way yeah so you really like an OG? I I guess, but the thing is, like, that's like that means 2011, 2012. Are you sure? The, yeah, let me see when it came out. So, when 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 did when did Wolf come out? Uh, is that Wolf? I met. Yeah. Okay. No. So I'm sorry. So that was 20. That's 2013. Yeah. So, okay. So you're so you're a fresh teenager. I may have been twelve because I, tw- I I turned oh, you're old. thirteen you're later in the year. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I was probably like twelve at that wow. age. Um. But the crazy thing is that I didn't even really listen to like Tyler the Creator's music. Okay. At that time, like I knew that song. Uh huh. But if someone were to ask me, like, do you know his music? Like, I didn't really listen to his his albums and stuff okay. until I went back, like, later yeah. and whatnot. So I just knew, like, you specific like the, like, singles. Idea of it, kind yeah. Of? It was, I guess I just liked the energy, yeah. but I didn't even know, like, his show at the time. I, w- I just knew specific right. songs. I knew his brand, like, his socks yeah. and whatnot, right. like, Huff Hats and, and so forth. <laughs> And that was it. I was just siloed in it. Okay. But I was a big fan, I guess. I mean, um, it was a cool... I feel like especially in those early, early days, I feel like it really was a... It was just a different energy, I feel like. Like, it mm-hmm. was it was kind of angsty, but not in, like, the, the like, corporatized way that it is now. Like, mm-hmm. it was an underground and really cool. I remember my... Because my older brother was into Tyler, like, in, in the earlier days. And, like, mm-hmm. my older brother is so fucking angsty and, like... <laughs> And just like, like dark energy, but like, it's like cool because it's a creative outlet for it, and it's like, it just was edgy and like the, the true cool sense of the word, and not not like how how it is now. I just feel like it's kind of cringy, like 
Like, yeah. IG is cringy these days. I mean, and it was just a lot of kids having fun. When yeah. Were, nah, I think that's why it's always been... Right. Um, authentic, mm-hmm. I'd say, because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't ever, like, let's just do a bunch of crazy... Well, it was just, let's just do <laughs> yeah. a bunch of crazy stuff, but it was, like... Yeah, it would be mad funny if we just did a right. bunch of crazy stuff on right. TV. Um, it wasn't for like clicks nowadays. Yeah. Where we're yeah. Kinda, um, nowadays, that's like, yeah, I'm going to like do a bunch of crazy stuff, but it's for the purpose right. of like inciting people. Or, right, like, it's for the camera. Getting a certain um, of reaction, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I definitely had my Tyler phase. At that time, I was like, still riding a scooter so i kind of i was in the like would you do scooter tricks like were you, i used to like grind on rails and jump I'm down dead. stairs and no stuff way. like that yeah so that like i just fit into that yeah. like, i wasn't a skater i guess which like would have made more sense <laughs> but maybe the scooter even makes more sense no i think the scooter makes a lot of sense. i was just i was in the skate park let me yeah. put it like yeah, that yeah 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 and i was jumping off stuff i see it yeah we have uh we had a crew and we have like some clips online really? if anyone wants to find my scooter clips <laughs> they're on the internet oh my god mm-hmm. i need to find those but unfortunately when I got to high school, I was like, yeah, this isn't cool anymore. Like, I can't be talking to girls and, like, riding up on my scooter. Well, uh, yeah, fortunately. You said fortunately, right? Yeah. I think that's fortunate. I think that was a good, I think that was a good call. It was a little unfortunately, though, because it was so fun. Like, I would... If I had kept going, I would have been dumb nice. Like a pro? Probably. Pro scooter? Probably. I mean... Because I just started to get good when I quit. And so, what, the reasoning was, this isn't cool anymore? I just, like, got to high school. And Uh, it was, like, I'm playing sports in high school. Like, that's a lot of time and whatnot. Okay. And also, yeah, it just wasn't, like, as cool anymore. I mean, you could always get back into it. We saw that guy scootering earlier today. You were really impressed. Because he just had a certain, like, cadence about him. Oh, there you go. But he had the, like, tri-wheel scooter. Yeah. Which is even like that was some that was wicked. I won't even lie. Really? I, I think that was like his daughter's, and he just had to do a quick little like Aaron. I, who knows? Yeah, but back to the music. So back to the list. with the with the end of my scootering days, um, <laughs> in middle school, I went to high school, and high school was where. High school was where I started to get like a lot more outside influence on my taste from like friends and whatnot. Right, 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 right. And so Same. high school I got into Travis Scott. Okay. Very, very okay. heavy. What era? It was pretty so this was like right before This um, is before Astro World, right? No, this or is before right before that even. Yeah, so this was right before um a rodeo dropped. Okay. So, like, my freshman year of high school, um, Rodeo hadn't dropped yet. So, my friend DK put um, uh, me onto, like, um, Travis Scott. And I think at the time, the album or the uh, tape out was a days before um, of Rodeo. And, like, Tyler, the, I mean... Um, 
Travis Scott turned into like my new favorite rapper <laughs> eventually, and I don't even. I love that. Yeah, and so so kind of the slung the song I have is a bit vulgar, but it's called Sloppy Toppy. It's Travis Scott, Migos, and Pee Wee. Um, a long way. If I could like describe organized chaos in a song, like. Trash Wang is that, but Sloppy Toppy is like another level because it's just Migos ad libs with like over trap beats, and it's just such a ridiculous communion of so many ideas. Mm -hmm. And this saint, like, I remember I was at a sleepover up at like 5 a.m., and I just had Sloppy Toppy playing in my headphones. Even they know that I got it. Oh, okay, I see it. It was just um, it was an era. Like I became like a Travis Scott fan. Yeah. Like possibly Stan. I, I've been to the most. I mean, I've been to. I don't. I've been to two or three Travis Scott concerts, maybe. Um, and he just played like a big role in my life. Thank like, God you're still here. <laughs> I used to be in the mosh pit. Like, of I'm, course you are. <laughs> like I'm, I, I'm in the mosh pit with my like water backpack on, that has the like sippy tube. I'm done. And I'm just in there wrecking. Havoc. You're fighting for your life. I'm not fighting for him. Everyone else is fighting. I'm, I'm Mister. Everybody, back up. That's you. Back up. I'm back done. Up. Hands holding, like. Everyone move out the way. Because I was kind of strong back then. Like, I played football, so right. I was pretty strong. And I'm just clear the area. Everyone. And it was just... Those concerts were such, like, a, a, a communal experience. Yeah. Of, like... Because now I feel like the rap mosh pits turned into, like... I just want to go and hit someone. No, 100%. Right. But like when I was going at first, it was like energy, yeah. but no one was swinging yeah. or anything. It was just like, it, oh, right. we're just enjoying this yeah. experience fully. Definitely. Um, and so aside from Sloppy Toppy, like that whole album and then his um, all, his his um. A rodeo album is one of like my favorite ones ever, um, and I just like it was just that time period. Yeah, like, it was just time and place where I just enjoyed that. Um, Antidote came out my like freshman summer. Oh, Antidote! And like, cause he blew up. He, that one really blew up. Yeah, that exactly. Was, like, his, yeah, and so we used to listen to that. I'd like lift and stuff like that <laughs> in like a crack house type place. And it was just like, don't you open? And everyone yeah. and the whole locker room would just go crazy. <laughs> and it was just, it was just a cool time to be a fan. Yeah. You know, it was like just pure enjoyment. Like I used to buy his merch and it would like sell for so much money after the wow. fact. And I used to just stock up on I'm his dead. merch and stuff like that. And, I think that was the start of my fandom of like rappers and mm. whatnot was with um, Travis Scott, <laughs> and and now it's funny because like he just 
dropped an album, and I didn't even listen to it. Recently? Yeah. Well, it's hard. I mean, after, you know. But even, I mean. He's, he, he honestly, what, like, is inciting. Like, I think he 100% is inciting. Yeah, but there's so many people that, people have been inciting mosh pits since the, like. But eight the people, sex... eight people dying is, like, wild. Yeah, but, I, I and we don't have to get, in my personal opinion, I feel like that's more on the venue than him. Because, like, Sex Pistols concerts in the, like, 60s and 70s are literally, like, come and punch everyone out. Right. But there's only, like, 30 people there. And it's, like, a so much smaller venue. Like, but, but, but they're doing and inciting the same exact emotions that he is. I just feel like like he he probably isn't understand like wasn't understanding the magnitude of like what was and and I feel like if you're up there and there are that many people in front of you your ego is through the roof and you're not thinking about consequences. But you're but because you're trying to perform. But there needs to be an awareness if people are are people and in the past even before that there have been issues with his concerts and people getting injured. So there needs to be awareness on his part and you can't say that's not a fact. That's not a fact. I feel like it's on the venue. Like like right. He's not blameless though. Cuz like you're here to perform. Like like your job is to perform and entertain. There are a th- hundreds of other people in here staff that are supposed to also make this experience happen and so i feel like we shouldn't be letting too many people into the concert if we know that that's a possibility like there should be like the fact that concert venues don't provide water for people is insane the fact that there's not ventilation and ac in concerts is insane and that's not in the artist's control no. And, 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 like, there should be security in crowds, like, helping, like, helping that. There should be, like, but, but lessons But wasn't there stuff where people were, like, were te- being, like, yo, like, chill out, like, relax. There are, like, ambulances coming through the thing and he's just still going. Right, but if you're up on stage in the adrenaline of, like, singing and rapping and you have the sound going so are, loud, I, it's I, easy I to not I don't know that. how you're defending him so much. I'm like, just saying it's... it's, it's eight it's, people fucking died. Which is a horrible thing. He's not blameless, though. Like, you can't act like he's absolutely innocent. I don't... It's been... It's a historical issue with his concerts. But... So he needs to be more aware. But what I'm saying is that he's not doing anything different than anyone else in the past. Sure, there's blame, right? Sure, 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 like, okay, maybe he shouldn't be, like, mosh pit, mosh pit, but, like... Everyone says mosh pit, but mosh he, pit. But we know how his, how, what his fans are like and what in the magnitude of that crowd. With that in mind, maybe he shouldn't say mosh pit, mosh pit so much. But that's what they're there for. But not to the point of people dying. Well, no one goes into a he concert can dial thinking it back. that people are going to die. He can dial it back. He that, absolutely I don't could have dialed think, it back. I don't, I, personally, right, he's not blameless, but I don't think, like, I would never be like, Charles Scott is a horrible person. Like, he, I don't like, think he deserves none of his music. I don't think that either, but I do think in the way that, I don't know, like, I, like, and I think a lot of people agree with me on this one. I'm sure they do, but, but the way I see it, like, because for me personally, I just feel like so many people have done this before that to pick one person as a figurehead and say, yo, you're, like, a horrible person I, I personally, I just can't, 
I just can't bring myself to do that. But I mean, I understand, like it's horrible. Like anytime people die, it's a very hurt. Like you of never want to see that happen. No one wants to see that happen. But for me, it's like, I, I don't, I put more blame on the venue and sure. the people that put that together than him. Sure. Cause, cause I just, I, I it's, you're so like removed from the fans. But th that's where it's, we, we just have to agree to disagree on this, but mm. I feel like if, with him knowing how his concerts have gone in the past, knowing the magnitude and how violent it can get, then there should be more awareness on his part. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. We'll agree to disagree. I mean, yeah, of course you have awareness, but some and not things are out ego, of your control. But you can't, you shouldn't let your ego over, override your awareness. I don't think that's ego. I don't know. I don't think, I, like... There's nothing in me that thinks like he was on stage and was like, "Yo, I'm so big, like I don't care about." No, no not like that. Here. But you're so you're so hyped up on your own like energy that you're not thinking about like what's going on in the crowd, even if there's like ambulances and people are waving, being like, like I think he was just in a different. I don't know. I feel like every artist is up there though. Like you have to get into your own world to like Absolutely. perform on that scale. But again, with what's happened in the past with his concerts, there needs to be some level of awareness as well. But saying. like Taylor Swift, Swift just had a concert where like people died at her concert. Really? And no one is like bashing her. I didn't they know that. They literally died from exhaustion in her concert. I would love to bash Taylor Swift. And, and no one has said a thing. I would love to bash Taylor Swift. I don't so, fuck with her anyway. So, but, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, to then make him the, the figurehead of this, like... I didn't know. Crazy concert. Yeah, and that's like, for me, that's... That's where I am like defending him because okay. like that happens. I see it. I see you it. You know, and it doesn't make sense to have one person be it when accidents happen. Accident. I mean, yeah. But but you know, I mean, some people feel that way, <laughs> and respectfully, you know, everyone is entitled to their own opinion, and and exactly. I definitely understand that like some people may see it that way. But for me, I just I I know what it's like to be in like a high intensity experience and situation right and sometimes like some senses do get shut off where that's what i'm saying where you might not and but that's just like natural that's yeah. not an ego thing like if i'm hyped up in a game where i'm like yeah. locked or even playing the like egyptian game <laughs> like i'm so locked in focus on my cards that i don't see you grabbing right, the like right. things I, it's plausible that I'm so locked and focused. There's so many lights Definitely. going that I can't distinguish between a camera phone and an ambulance light or something like Definitely. that. Definitely. And so that's so like, I think that's possible that I he just wasn't aware of it. I understand. Yeah, there should have been more measures. I mean, it's, it is just tragic. It really is tragic. There should have yeah. been more There should have, I guess, but I guess also his team, there should have been, I don't know, like, I don't know. The concert culture the has to change. In yeah. Because the concert culture doesn't do anything to support the health of concert goings. Like, I've been to several concerts where I'm, like, dehydrated, yeah. like, squeezed in together, like, suffocating. The artist has nothing to do with that. Like, the artist doesn't, right. like determine how many people are in the concert or 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 well possibly but 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 if a concert knows they have certain amount of space they should limit things you know put right. certain like safe 
because you're right a lot of it is a venue and them just wanting to get as much money as possible Mm. from from concert goers and so yeah they're going to pack the venue it's going to be way over capacity they don't want to dish out money giving people water or just whatever care they might need wow um so it's true a lot of that is the venue um yeah it's just i don't know it's it's sad it's unfortunate of course that being said, <laughs> on a much lighter note, my next All song, I'm saying is, thank God you made it out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where that whole, <laughs> that whole tangent stems from. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, yeah. I They're gnarly. But it, then again, it's like I've been in Tyler concerts that it's like the Mosh gets, Mosh is just getting gnarly. Humans are just like... Whatever outlet they can get that like makes it appropriate to to like have a violent outburst is like off they go. Yeah, I mean, and I think it just makes sense that we need more places that aren't a concert. Like, I know they have like punch houses and stuff where people can just go <laughs> Fight punch club. stuff. Yeah, Fight club. <laughs> and just go punch stuff. Like maybe the gun, ra- the shooting range. <laughs> like maybe- if you need. There needs to be a normalization of like anger expression. Definitely. And like anger doesn't have to be this like thing that's pimped up. Like, yeah. We should be like, word, if you're angry, go like. We'll go to the gym. Yeah, or like punch like a plush animal for like 15 minutes rather than going to hit someone. Yeah. But either way. Either way. Next song in high school, <laughs> on a much lighter note. Is Nights by Frank Ocean. Um, it was funny because I was listening back to this song as I started to make this list. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it at first and I was like, you know, I don't even really like Nights that much. <laughs> but as I continued to like hear it, it almost lulls you in. Absolutely. It's like a very, it starts off. I mean, the break, when it gets, when it, you know, the yeah, break, that's like, what gets you. It, like, lulls you down, uh-huh. and then it just, it's almost, I, I think the best way to describe this song, it's like a siren. Like, how, like, mm. sirens sing at, like, the bottom oh, yeah. of the ocean, and, yes. like, sailors are like, oh, wow. it sounds so pretty, da-da-da. And then they just grab you down and suck you into this, like, <laughs> bottomless depth of the ocean. That's how I feel about that song. Because the first song is like, I mean, like, the f- first half is kind of like... It's mid. Yeah, it's soft, but it's nothing special. It almost is, like, unsatisfactory, like, when you're listening. It's like, mm. it's kind of, it's almost, it's like rigid. It's like kind of hard to, like, but then the break happens. That's why I feel like, to me, like, the break happens, and then it's like, I feel like you're just in outer space, and you're just like... Yeah. floating i felt in the bottom of the ocean like I, I felt like it dragged me down interesting rather than lift me up but even being down it was a nice down right because it was like um a relatable like down right. like he was talking about like love and whatnot and like people like feeling like wait i'm thinking of, wait i'm so totally forth. thinking of the wrong wait am i thinking of the right song it has like every night fucks every day up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Every day patches the night up. Yeah. Oh God, I'm gonna do that. Okay. Um. So yeah, and so 
I think the reason why, like, Nights isn't one of my favorite songs ever, but I think the reason why I have it on this list and I have it in this time period um, is because it was the first... So two of my friends were listening, and they were, they were singing this song after practice, and they were, like, like, actually singing. And I was like, oh, like, it's okay for me to listen to, like, music that's not rap. Oh. And so this was my introduction into, like, exploring maybe oh, wow. um, alternative genres more mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, like, I just remember, like, listening to it and I was like man like this is this is so much nicer than having to listen to this like rah rah rap like 24 right. 7 um and so I'll always have that like sentimental attachment and like yeah. the image of my friends like singing in front of me and me being like man I'm missing out mm-hmm. <laughs> you know uh, and so nights is oh, special that's so cute. for that yeah, I've never been like a Frank Ocean fan. Like, I really? know there are people that are like super stands. Like, I, I mean, know his big songs. It's it's yeah, I know his big. I also like because he he really is an artist. Like, like he's a musician, and everything, but he really is an artist. So I feel like his albums, some songs can be like they're just really atypical. That it's like. Mm. It's it's almost like abstract art. Like I truly just see him more as an artist, so it can be hard to like just listen to. Like Ivy, for example, is a song that was always hard for me to really get into because it's so, I don't know. It it's it's another one where I feel like he makes it almost hard to listen to. Like to me, it just was hard to li- to like enjoy because I think he's an artist and so he, he like he's he prioritizes staying true to the emotion of that he's trying to express rather than like making songs that are just nice to listen to mm-hmm. but yeah i had like uh, not to distract because this is all about you but mm-hmm. um definitely nights in high school pink plus white high school yeah that's my favorite frank ocean song yeah i have did i take that from your list no okay good um a few others and then my freshman year of my fresh oh my god winter winter of freshman year at Dartmouth going to lift at like 6 a.m. You remember cuz we had lift at the same time, do you remember? Yeah. At like 6 a.m. in the winter and my song was Super Rich Kids. Really? Because that song is literally Dartmouth that song. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but yeah. I yeah, I knew it was, just like you I knew his popular songs, but like I wasn't super niche with it right yeah no i remember being like um in middle school probably being like i've been thinking about you yeah like that was my song yeah yeah yeah. but i never got into that full album yeah but, um i will have to go back now now that you say like his music is more so an expression of feeling right rather than trying to make nice songs yeah i'm realizing that about a lot of artists now mm-hmm. and so it's it's cool to just be able to kind of go back and re-listen yeah. to things that I may have missed or not mm-hmm. necessarily understood back then. But that's my high school era. Cool. College was an era where I was around a lot of friends that had diverse tastes and I felt like I didn't know enough music. And so I started listening to like everything. And I was just like, let me just download every <laughs> album that ever existed that looks cool and listen to it so I can say I have a wide like taste in music. 
I feel that. Which I still don't, but that was my mentality mm -hmm. at the time. Um, and so my first song for college is Certainly by Her um, Erica Mbadu. Um, Certainly flipped it? No, just like Certainly. The like, I mean, it's is there the a same. certainly flip? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. It's just like a, I, I don't know if she. I think she just switches like the subject and like object. Right. Um, Want to sing it for me a little? I couldn't even sing it for you. Right How now. did the lyrics go? Uh, certainly not me. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Ooh, that was bad. <laughs> that was so good. Um, Erica, is that you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I. Remember one of my friends had asked me like, yo, who do you think is like, or like someone had asked me, who do you think is better? Like, um, Lauren Hill or Erica mm. Mbadu. Um, and I had like off rip was like, like, uh, um, I uh, said, um, uh, Lauren Hill. And then they were like, yeah, you're bugging out for saying Honestly, that. you are. And then I went back and listened, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was bugging for yeah. saying that. Like, Erica Badu is crazy. I mean, we don't want to pit two queens against each other, right, but right. Erica Badu, she, yeah. Yeah, she just Amazing. makes, like, such soulful music. Otherworldly. And I think the, I think the, the thing I really enjoy about her music is that she, she's always in control and, like, it never feels like she's catering to any audience. Mm. Like if she wants to make a sound, she'll make a sound. Or if she wants can, to hit a certain high note, she'll hit a high note. Can I just note. say, because I saw her live, I saw her in concert once. Oh, really? And Yeah, in, at an Arabian festival in Long Beach in, in California. Mm -hmm. And she did want like maybe one or two of her like hits. The rest was just like her freestyle, like... <laughs> The, I don't even remember it because she was just all over the place doing whatever she wanted. She does not give a single fuck, Erica Badu. She yeah. does. She's on her own thing all the time. So yes, definitely. She moves at the beat of her own. Oh yeah. Wait, scene. I saw an interview with her. I think it was like a Vogue interview. Mm -hmm. Was she showing her like? Yeah, she was showing like. Do you know what I'm talking about? And stuff. She was showing like. Wait, what'd you say? Was she showing her like a house? And yeah, instruments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a funny one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, she's dope. So, so that was part of my like, I guess, explorative era of just like, I remember being in LA and me and Ariel shared headphones mm. and listened uh. to that song, and she was like surprised that. I knew it. <laughs> and so that was a time where I got to flex like word. Like I had to listen to like different music and whatnot and I'm not stuck in the rap lane. Uh, but yeah. Love so, that for you. Yes, yeah, so that was my first song in college. And then my second song is, they're going to hate me for this depending on who it is, but Accepting My Flaws by Future. I don't know that one. I become a future stan. Are you still to this day? Yes. And I used to hate Future. So my friend DK, who has put me on to at least three songs on this list, mm -hmm. but so many songs in life, he was a Future stand. And I used to be like, oh, this is just pure emotion. Trying to find my cup. Okay. Um, 
So he was a future stan. And I used to be like, future? Why would anyone ever listen to future? Like, that's the wackest thing you could ever do. And then I don't know what happened, but one day I just... And it wasn't like I didn't listen to Future. Like, I knew his hits and mm-hmm. whatnot. Like, I had songs I liked from Future. Mm-hmm. But I just thought of him as, like, a like a pop star almost. I was like, yeah. oh, he just makes, like, commercial music. Mm-hmm. And then I fell down a rabbit hole. And I was like, Future is the greatest rapper ever, man. <laughs> I don't think anyone talks on a beat like Future does. And it's not just that he creates, like moods but he actually he has so much fun with his raps like the way he uses Mm. different words and cadences and Mm. flows like i don't think there's anything that future can't do on a beat like he's poetic in every way wow like he's and his like content is obviously like sex money and drugs but the way he says it is just like graceful in every way (laughs) Um, and so that album dropped like right when I realized that Future was like the GOAT. It just came at the oh, perfect time. And I was like, oh, now this is perfect. And it was like the best album that I had mm-hmm. heard. And so that's like, I don't know. I'm a Future fan. And like, I don't think he makes bad music. Like, I may not enjoy everything, but everything he does has that certain like quality to it. I mean, he's... He truly, I feel like he just is goaded, so it's probably for a reason. I haven't really listened. I dated a SoundClapper, a SoundClapper, <laughs> a SoundCloud rapper that really liked Future, so that's kind of my, like, um, my knowledge of Future. Yeah. But, um, but I feel like, um, I feel like just a lot of dudes like Future, like, he it's very misogynistic music yeah so it's understandable but 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 i have some like um girlfriends who like enjoy it too just because he speaks with like a a a certain energy it's just the flow honestly like he'll say things in certain ways where you're like man like this just is nice to listen to Mm. you know what i'm saying and so he is a a cultural icon (laughs) for sure i don't know if he's a role model but an icon, for sure. Fair, fair. Yeah. So that wraps up my college, which brings me to now, which my music takes now is just, I'm, I've taken a step back from rap almost, and I've gotten, I don't know, I've just been listening to more like quiet, like, or maybe I've taken a step back from trap music, and I've just gotten more into like rap and jazz and whatnot, and more like poetic stuff. And so... These songs I picked for now aren't necessarily like my favorite songs, but just two songs that I came to mind now. Okay. Um, Photocopy Sloppy by Mach, uh, um, Hakami. Um, he's like my favorite rapper. Not right you t- with two songs that have to do with Sloppy. No, but this is different. <laughs> like, this is more so like. People are trying to copy me, but they're 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 doing it in a very sloppy okay. way, and okay. it's like not the real thing. <laughs> like Makami might be my idol right now because he just wow. moves at like such an interesting cadence of life, and his music is is so 
it's so intelligent but fun mm. like i think that's a quality in music that i really like when people have fun and he raps in like creole and spanish and english like he'll do whatever he feels like like he starts singing hooks and stuff and he talks shit it's just like uh, 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 a hodgepodge of just excitement and fun in his raps and that song in particular it's not even a song he's just talking over like the 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 beat for a minute and a half but the beat is just mm -hmm. like so good and then what he's saying is also like facts like i'm intrigued yeah i'll have to listen so photocopy sloppy makami and then The Panties by Most Def. I just fell into like a Most Def um, rabbit hole within the past like two weeks. And I really like him as a person. And when I really like someone as a person, mm -hmm. I like their like music as mm -hmm. well. And his music is very, um, he, he moves at his own pace. It's in a like neo soul, like kind of round but he also raps it's also jazz inspired it has some rock influence as well um and i think this song in particular is just like is he alive still yeah okay um this song in particular is just like very like he's in control like mm -hmm. i feel like he's doing everything at his own pace P panties uh, yeah panty? yeah it's a very good song he's like talking to i feel like um, i might know it yeah um a woman and i just like it it's just a really cool song i think it's um uh, it's very quiet it's very okay. calming um yeah it has a nice like drums going and they singing on it it's nice yeah it's nice yeah so. i'll have to give a listen to it yeah so Miss Fat Booty is his number one song on Spotify. Yeah, which is a pretty good song, too. <laughs> Miss Fat Booty. But yeah, so now I'm really in, into, like, artists that I like as people and that I think have good, like, moral standings, but also they're individuals. Mm -hmm. Like, they have a very good sense of self and, and they don't conform to any standards. Of like mm -hmm. music industry yeah. and whatnot, and so that's what I'm really into now. It's it's sad because I feel like when I, especially when I was in high school, I was discovering like a lot of more underground at the time artists. A lot of them like are really are much bigger now, mm -hmm. but just the amount of them that you see them get signed to a label mm -hmm. and they completely just sell out and like mm -hmm. their sound just like disintegrates and it's just like anything that is unique about them like it's just gone because it's all geared towards like i said before just like getting a, as many streams as possible mm -hmm. and like the artistry is just like shriveling it's it's sad to see so yeah like artists that maintain regardless like their their original sound or just like their personal style i really appreciate yeah, it's it's um, I think personal style is important because like, so many people want to be the next so and so. Mm -hmm. I've been really interested in people that are like, I don't want to be like anyone mm -hmm. else. Like, I'm just gonna and not 
and not as just like oh i want to be different but i'm i'm just being myself yeah and i feel like it's very easy to get caught up in wanting to be or wanting to sound like someone else and definitely like i think people forget that the way those people got to where they're at is by, by being themselves yeah, yeah. Like not trying to be um another person so. definitely yeah. do you know um do you have you listened to dean blunt at all i haven't he's black artist musician from the uk he has like a few different projects like he has a project called blue iverson which actually the the album cover is um of lauren of lauren hill i want to say oh really that's more of an r&b project but he's he just is like he's such a unique artist and he he'll do folk he'll do he does every, literally every single genre um he's a really he just like has a very original sound and and you can just tell is not interested whatsoever in trying to co-opt a, a different sound or trying to just get clicks or streams or whatever um i think you should you should check him out his name is dean blunt dean blunt mm-hmm. and he has a, a project called baby father Two, which is um I want to say it's kind of alternative okay. R&B almost. I, he just has like a lot of it. He's just, his, and he's so, no one knows, I feel like no one knows anything about him. Like he's so elusive. Like he's not really on the internet. He's not, like he just like is very, yeah, he's just elusive. Like he just, and it's so alluring. Like I'm just like, I want to know. Yeah. If, if, if I ever start to rap, which I plan on, or making, mm. not even rap, but making like audio. Yeah. I won't even say music because I don't know if it's going <laughs> to come out as music. I'll probably have, I, 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 it's cool when it's just music and there's not necessarily like a face to it. Right. You know? Like instrumental stuff or like soundscapes? Maybe both and maybe some spoken word. Do you know um, Eve's Tumor? Yeah, I like Eve's Tumor. Yeah. Eve's Tumor is really good. I really like Eve's Tumor in college, too. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking maybe we should do a two-part episode. Yeah. Because so that, that was 50 minutes. Yeah, and we already have the other 20. Yeah. So this is going to... Wait, did you stop it? Don't no, stop it. I didn't stop it. Um, We'll make this a two-part... <laughs> Oops. M did <laughs> his his um fi- his five seasons was it five seasons of yeah, life five seasons five musical seasons and I am going to do a little history um on Brockhampton because I was truly a stan is it embarrassing yes but it's it's part of who I am so <laughs> just gonna do a little history and we'll do that in the next episode. So, see you soon.